Yeah. And I, what I liked about yours, um, is it had really simple words on it. Like you only use like, I don't know, three words, four words for each part Mm -hmm. with the, like the plus and the cross. So it made it so engaging to watch it. I loved it. Welcome to the influenced podcast. I'm Ella Dace, a social media manager and fashion designer. And I'm Bart Dace, a businessman by day, but more importantly, Ella's Insta husband. <laughs> Together, we run a social media company called Ella Bazaar Creative. We're here to talk about the social business world and the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. episode today i am joined with a instagram guru she is absolutely incredible every single one of her posts pretty much goes viral and i love watching her content she is the master of being able to sell on stories and she just recently had a 30-day reels challenge that she did with the gorgeous natasha as well so could you please welcome brie Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to be invited to yeah, speak with you and you're also doing incredible things. So yeah, thank you. I have loved watching your 30 day real challenge. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Hey, it's been pretty amazing to see all of the stats and just people giving it a go. Yeah. So yeah, just a bit of a backstory around that. Like, you know, when Instagram reels came out, it was, it was exciting, but it was like so overwhelming. I don't know if you felt like that too. Yeah. 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 Like another thing that we have to do. Another thing. And it was, at least we had some experience from TikTok. So we understood how to use these voiceovers and things like that. Um, and I remember Natasha from soul studio marketing, she just jumped on the reels train. She just like produced like two videos a day. And I was like, Holy crap. Like this is so good. And, um, because I'd previously done a 30 day story challenge, I thought, why don't, why don't I do a 30 day reels challenge? Because I'm overwhelmed by it, but I'm sure there are like hundreds of other people that are overwhelmed as well. Yep. And so that's kind of how it was. That's how the idea started. And, um, because Natasha had, she had already jumped on. I was like, why don't I ask her and see if she wants to be a part of it? And yeah. And that's kind of how it started. And here we are and it's just booming. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because like reels is such a new feature and not many people really know how to do it effectively. Um, and so yeah, just to be able to create a program that helps people with with that overwhelm is um has been really good for us so how many people did you get on there to begin with yeah so we were hoping like maximum a thousand people and like I just sent it out to my email list and I think 400 people signed up I was like cool and then Natasha was like yeah look I'll show it to my audience and I think she got another like 400 and like great like we're hitting the thousand mark and then I don't know why, I guess the word of mouth, everything spread. And we ended up accepting over 2,400 people into the private Instagram page. Wow. And by day three, because 
Natasha and I were like, yeah, let's like, let's see after maybe we'll close it after seven days and we'll stop like accepting people. Day three, I was like to Natasha, I was like, girl, we need to close this because (laughs) this is overwhelming. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really good turnout. That's incredible. And then you had a wait list and that's just kicked off again. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole premise of it is that we started a free challenge, um, because we wanted, you know, we're all starting from scratch and we wanted to, you know, make it easy for people to start this challenge. And so you were a part of it, Ella. I loved your videos. Um, you just do the best, best clothing transitions. So do you. Yeah. But you, uh, I mean, you've got a good closet to go with it. So, I mean, they take a long time. (laughs) They do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the question? <laughs> it was just about how people were getting on board, um, the wait list that you sent out as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So over yeah, we basically closed it at day three and we were like, if you want to jump on the next one, like jump on the wait list. And so um yeah, there was I think for me there was over seven hundred people on that wait list wanting Holy to get, shit. Yeah, wanting to get <laughs> so on. Yeah. But I mean, you know, weightless is a weightless. It doesn't mean sales, but it was still a really good weightless. Yeah. That's amazing. And some of the results that people have had is just phenomenal. And I know that a lot of people, even they were scared to be talking on stories, but this really got them out of their comfort zone and got them onto videos. Yeah. And I mean, like, I love to know from you, Ella, because obviously people that are listening love you. So how did you go with the Reels Challenge and what did you find was working for your account? I loved it. I don't think I followed through with the whole 30 days just because work was actually crazy and it still is. Yeah. Um, So I was trying to do as many as possible. But um, what I found worked really, really well let me tell you the first one I found worked really well was the busting the myths of Instagram. And I think that one did so well just because it was filmed from a few different angles. Uh, the lighting was really good. The colors were bright. I feel like whenever the colors are nice and bright and clear, Mm -hmm. that also helps with getting more engagement because people are just drawn to that as well. Yeah. And then the content itself, of course. (laughs) Yeah. And I, what I liked about yours, um, is it had really simple words on it. Like you only use like, I don't know, three words, four words for each part Mm -hmm. with the, like the plus and the cross. So it made it so engaging to watch it. I loved it. I tried to just, yeah, make it as simple as possible for people if they make, if you're doing it really quickly. Yeah. Makes such a big difference when you use less words. The one that did the best actually was Warped, which was funny because I filmed it in reels and then somehow the video just distorted. Oh, really? It went all weird. But now I was like, I don't want to do that again. That took me so long. And it's done really well. Really? How many views did that one get? Uh, 21.3. Damn. Not bad. That's interesting that, like, even though it's warp, that people still yeah reviewed it. Pretty cool. How about you? Yeah, uh, my top performing reels was a voiceover, and it was basically I don't know if you remember it, but it was like, okay, I believe you. It's yes. Like sound. Yeah. Uh, it was basically like demystifying social media. And basically saying like, oh, you're only growing because you're an Instagram coach. Like, yeah, yeah, I believe you because, 
you know, people just make these assumptions about you on social media and why you're growing. But in fact, mm-hmm. just so much work and strategy behind everything that we do. 100%. Absolutely. Like even the ones where I did, um, the three mistakes that you're making on Instagram. So that that's my warped video, mm. but I have repurposed that so many different times. I've made an infographic, I've made a carousel, I've made so much content around this. Yeah. And it's just that I find that that's the easiest way for you to jump on reels, look through back back through your content and see what has worked for you already in a post. Yeah. And then create reels. Repurposing content. People go like, oh, how do I create all this new content? And it's like you've already created it. Yeah. You know, you can just reformat it in reels and nobody really knows. They don't. They don't. They absolutely don't because people digest content differently as well. Yeah. Yeah. Attention spans are so small at the moment and, yeah, why not? So I guess we've missed this, but do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. So, I mean, that sounds weird. Like, I'd love to tell you more. <laughs> um, so, I I don't know how far back I should go, but I came from a small town called Darwin um, and a population of about 150,000 people. Have you ever been to Darwin? No, I haven't. Never. Yeah. So, it's known for its, like, crocodiles and, like, outback kind of feel and, yeah, it, it's a beautiful place. However, I felt like it was too small for what I wanted to do in life. And so about 10, 11 months ago, moved to Melbourne. And little did we know that coronavirus, uh, corona, COVID would hit. And um, yeah. so we've been in, I mean, everyone's been in lockdown, so we haven't really experienced the city as much as we'd like to. Um, How are you going with that? It, um, it's been a, it's been a wild ride to be honest. Like when we, I, I mean, we worked together on the digital mastermind at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like a kind of a, you know, how do I be innovative? How can we do something together? And that worked out amazingly. Um, and yeah, it's been, I don't, I don't think it's COVID in particular. I think it's just trying to figure out what I want to do with, with this business and where I want to head and just, yeah, I've just had this growth mentality of like, if it's, if it's not working, just work on how to fix it. So yeah, I've been going well, been going well. How about yourself? I feel like you're doing well, despite being inside. I feel like you have created some incredible content and you've helped so many people as well. And I feel like your business is growing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about that innovation side. Yeah. How are you going through Corona? Have you had the ups and ups and downs as well. I feel like at the beginning I lost two clients. Yeah. Um, one of them, she was a travel agent and I felt so bad for her. And I was like, yeah. Oh, she's, she just started with me too. She was so excited for this year. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then I had another lady, she had to close her business as well. Yeah. But after that, probably a week later, I have been fully booked and over fully booked and it's been crazy crazy busy amazing what would you say is like the number one thing like if you were to say like this is why my business is growing and this is why I'm fully booked what would you what would you attribute that to definitely Instagram Instagram 
Yeah, 100%. Most of my referrals either either come from clients that have referred somebody mm-hmm. and then they'll go suss me out on Instagram, then they'll DM me mm-hmm. or um, most of my inquiries come through my DMs. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have actually come from Reels lately. Oh. Yeah, yeah, having that clear call to action at the end, send me a DM. Yeah. I found that's really helped. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, like, do you attract a certain type of client based on like the content that you produce? I find that I attract a lot of coaches. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily Instagram or social media coaches, but a lot of business mindset coaches. That is my biggest client at the moment. I think out of all my clients, yeah. five of them at the moment are business mindset coaches. Damn. And yeah. what? Yeah. That's so interesting. It's good that you have your niche. Um, Yeah. It's really cool. Like I I love working with them because they're all just so driven, so motivated. And I guess they all have a good business plan too. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun working with them. And then other clients that I work with are fashion, beauty, and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it fits your theme because it, I mean, to be honest, your Instagram stories are so beautiful. Just everything that you do has this amazing aesthetic touch to it. It's, yeah, I love, it's just soothing, honestly. Watching your stories is soothing. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. (laughs) You just like, it's just like you're, it's just like a piece of like happiness when you watch your stories. Gosh, I thank you. I try. (laughs) Try to make it all nice and pretty. Yeah. It it Uh really pays off. What about you? What do you feel like has worked? for you or who, who, who have you been attracting? Yeah. So I'm in this really interesting transition right now where I started with helping small business owners that are really just kind of getting off the ground and really just a little bit overwhelmed by Instagram. And maybe they've never, maybe they post on stories, but they just don't really have a strategy around it. Um, so that's who I've been attracting, but now I'm starting to niche, niche, niche. I know that you have <laughs> niche. <laughs> I'm starting to niche down and I really want to spend time on the selling on stories and the, Mm. the real strategy and things like that because, and like just through niching down, I'm already attracting different people and it's just, yeah, it's so interesting when you start to like niche down it, you find, you find the quality people that you're looking for. I find that you are the queen of being able to sell on stories. Oh, really? Yes, you just have such a good and clear structure. Oh, thank you. I and do yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love watching and I love watching you succeed at it as well. Yeah. I mean, it's all about community, to be honest. Like one of the things that I like to teach is like championing your followers. Like rather than – this is something that I I love to think about it as. It's like instead of thinking about you as the – amazing person which you are you are the amazing business owner but why not focus on your followers and and yeah put the spotlight on them so that all like everyone else that's watching can learn and and see that progression with the people that that you're helping yeah I love that but yeah that's just a little bit of a just yeah that's the direction that I'm heading is that selling on stories which I yeah I love yeah, no, I think that's really, really good. A lot of people, a lot of business owners don't even show up on stories. Yeah. How do you work with that? People that don't want to. Don't want to, yeah. Like they're just yeah. the mindset of it. It 
it 100% is mindset. So many people will book in for a coaching session with me for stories and it will turn into a mindset coaching session about <laughs> what is actually holding them back from show, showing up on stories rather than being like, this is how you create a story. Yeah. Just actually trying to break through those limiting beliefs so that they can show up on stories. Yeah. And I mean, I'm interested in like where, where, where you learned it and how, yeah, when, yeah. How did you grow that mindset in the beginning? For me, I think Ella and Jackson really helped a lot Yeah, because before stories, we were on Snapchat and mm-hmm. I actually, I would watch people like Ashy, Ashy Jade. Yeah. Uh, she's one of my good friends and she was just so confident showing up mm-hmm. on her Snapchat all the time. And she was just like, Hey guys, this is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we would try to do that for Ella and Jackson and then every time we had a photo shoot or anything interesting or exciting when we'd be packing orders or we'd have a market day, we'd do a photo shoot, then I would just, I'd be on there all the time and I was was obsessed with it. I freaking loved it. Yeah, it shows. It shows that you love it because it's so effortless when you do it. And I feel like from there, I was like, I'm going to have a go at creating some vlogs. Mm -hmm. So when we went to Bali a few times or when we did, um, we did like a pop-up store, we've done a few photo shoots, I I created a vlog for it and it was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I guess I I was watching a lot of other influencers do the same thing and I think you just learn by watching other people and you're like, okay, well they're doing this. I'm going to give it a go. Even watching people like Steph Claire Smith from the very beginning, mm. she's just able to open up on, um, talk on stories while she was taking her dog for a walk. So I guess that's where I sort of started to try to do these things on Elements or Creative. When we moved to Adelaide, I was like, oh, I'm taking Danny for a walk. I'm just going to open up my stories and start talking. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, it was cutting out. That's okay. I can hear you. Okay. Uh, so could you finish that sentence again? So I would watch people like Steph Claire Smith and she would be taking her dog for a walk and just talking on stories. So when we first moved to Adelaide, that's what I started with. I was like, I'm going to open up my stories and just talk while I'm taking Danny for a walk. Yeah. So it's, you feel like you were able to, you were able to overcome that fear of showing up by watching other people do it. And then you thought, yeah, this is easy. I can do it too. Yeah. I I mean, it wasn't easy in the beginning. You're definitely, definitely had to do it quite a few times. Yeah. And breaking through the mindset of deleting it and doing it again and deleting it. And now I'm sort of like, oh, just open it and just say it all and it's done. Yeah, that's a good point. When you do start out, you do want to delete it. You want to like throw it yeah. in and like, yeah, it feels like it's embarrassing at the beginning. I think it's a lot to do with being able to hear your own voice. Mm. People hate listening to their own voice. And I felt this a lot when I started recording YouTube videos mm. and I would have to listen to Bart edit them. <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm leaving the house. I can't listen to you edit. I like, I just keep saying, um, and, ah, and those first few videos, he could make an entire vlog or video of just me going, um, Oh, imagine that. (laughs) 
So that's, yeah, I think that's really what stops people because they're like, I can't listen to the sound of my own voice. Yeah. And also like watching, like when you're not confident, say on stories and you're not, yeah, like your face, your facial expression shows it. Like you can tell when someone's still trying to figure it out because they're, yeah, their face looks so like frozen. Um, Yeah. So yeah, we all start from somewhere. Definitely. What about you? Yeah. You're great at it and you're great at getting to the point and making them interesting. Yeah, and I think one thing that people need to understand is that it takes time to get to a level where you feel really comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never like you and I both didn't start out perfectly and if I go back through my archives of stories, they were horrible. Yeah. They and like at the time I'm I didn't want to beat myself up about it because I knew that I had to go through those, you know, like stuff ups and weird, like I would say the weirdest things, but I knew that I had to go through that to, to really overcome it to the other side. So it's basically like if, when you're a baby is learning how to, how to walk, you've got to crawl, you've got to bruise your knees um, so that you can walk. Yeah. And I think people should try to flip their mindset and be like oh no actually enjoy those first moments because Mm -hmm. you won't have them again so enjoy the times when you when you feel uncomfortable and you make the mistakes because that's only going to happen once yeah exactly and if you are really aware and you are you have that growth mindset that like every time you go on your stories you might re-watch it and go oh I wouldn't I wouldn't say that or oh I really could clean up what I was saying I shouldn't say that word so we shouldn't say that word um Mm -hmm. you start to improve and yeah you get better over time exactly it's like with everything if you practice you'll get better yeah just yeah that's the that's the title of the podcast okay writing (laughs) it down Oh goodness. All right. What I did actually want to talk to you about, and I love how much content you create about this, mm. and that's why you don't need to post every single day, yeah. two to three times a day, why we should really focus on quality over quantity because people like Gary V mm. get on there and they're like, just content, content, content. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like yeah. telling every single person to be posting every day, twice a day, three times a day, and it's just not sustainable. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to talk about this. I know this is something that you've been talking about too, Ella, about why you don't need to post every single day. And the thing with Gary Vee is that he knows his message. He knows. He's got like about five different messages that he says, that he says it in the same way but through different content. And so even though he posts three times a day or whatever it is, it's still valuable to his audience because he's figured that part out. And I yep. think where business owners go wrong is they, they just take the, oh, I need to post every day or I need to post two times a day. They just take that part of it and they start creating low-quality content. Um, but if you were in the mindset of Gary Vee and you were like, okay, how can I produce quality content that my audience loves and is going to bring them a really great message um, – and you built an audience around it, I think it's fine to post two, three times a day, especially if you're at that Gary V level. But the reality is most of us aren't. So post less, but focus on quality instead. Definitely. I think, yeah, most of us are definitely not. 
we don't all have a big team yeah. working on every single channel. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I do. I do love his books and I do love all the content that he creates. But, like, the reason why I've been talking about this a lot lately is because I have had – uh, a few of my clients, like new clients onboarding and they're like, oh, well, somebody has told me that I need to be posting twice a day. Yeah. And I go back through their content. I'm like, well, is that working for you right now? And they're like, yeah. no. It's harming when you when you tell someone how many times you should post. What mm-hmm. the conversation should be around is the quality content. So, you know, one exercise that I get my clients to do and Ella, I'm, I'm sure you probably do the same is where you go into your Instagram insights, you have a look at your reach over the last year and you start to work out why some of them did well and why mm-hmm. some of them didn't do well. And most of the time when I do this exercise, my clients, they go, well, it's interesting that the, when I focus on a post that has maybe my face with it, with something that is value adding yeah that one seems to do really well and I'm not really sure why this quote that I took from someone's account that's really I don't know it's just a quote that you've kind of heard everywhere on social media I don't know why that one didn't do so well yeah exactly that's a great exercise to do and I what I've been doing a lot lately is figuring out okay well what are your actual goals with Instagram because people will come to me and they're like I'm just not getting I'm not getting more followers. I'm not getting this. Like, but what, what's your actual goal? Your goal isn't really to get more followers all the time. Your goals are more to do with your business growth, sales, leads, inquiries. So let's go back through those analytics as well and see, okay, well, what post actually got you more clicks? Mm. What post did get you more, um, people messaging you? Yeah. So what call to actions are actually working? Yeah, what call to actions and what content is resonating with their audience? Yeah. Is it like most of the time when we focus, like personal stories are great, but sometimes they're not converting. Well, potentially they are. It really depends on the on the business and what, yeah, as you said, what their goals are um, and what's really going to move that needle forward. Yeah, exactly. For me, I know that, that um, connection content – that works when it's quite specific to the same pain points that my audience has. Mm. So for example, like showing up on stories, I am really shy and I did struggle with it, but I gave it a go and I feel like it's just proof that if you practice, you'll get better at it. And that's the title of the podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) exactly, yeah, if you practice, you get better. And yeah, it's such a good point. So how would you like, um, I mean, Yeah, I'd love to ask you, Ella, like if it's not post every single day or if it's not post twice a day, then what do you recommend to the listeners as to, you know, their Instagram strategy? I recommend having a look at your audience Mm -hmm. and then also just seeing what is actually going to work for you. So in terms of a business owner, you Mm -hmm. want to post when you have time to be on there as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have time to be on there all day, every day, engaging with your audience, then you shouldn't be posting every day. Yeah. yeah. For me, I, I, at the moment, I don't have a set number of posts that I'd be doing at the, because I am really busy in my business, mm-hmm. working in my business. So for me, it's anything between two to five posts a week. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
It also depends what phase your business is in. So if you are going through, if you know that you're about to have a big push phase, then Mm -hmm. you probably want to be on there a little bit more with the value connection Mm -hmm. content instead of before all of a sudden you're on there all the time every day pushing something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so many different variables when it comes to business owners and what they want and what they need and what they're willing to do to achieve the results that they that they said they they want to get yeah exactly for example was it not last week last week I didn't post that much week before I also didn't post that much but Mm. uh, about three weeks ago I sat down on the weekend and I had some real goals and I planned out my content and I feel like I had probably the best week I've ever had on on Instagram amazing starting amazing but it's not realistic for me every single week to do that at the moment yeah and it's also important that like so one little experiment that I did on my Instagram stories I asked people where they came from because I don't know if you've ever done this Ella but it's like the most interesting experiment like you can do is just ask people like where did you come from how did you find me because so many business owners put an emphasis or I hear from a lot of social media marketers, like you need your hashtag strategy. You need to find the right sets. But the truth is, is that not a lot of us are actually looking through hashtags unless we're looking for, like if we're looking for them to follow us back, right? So we're looking in hashtags maybe for a selfish reason. And so when I put this up on my stories and I actually put it in a little graph and um, basically the top percentage of where people had found me of, of the people that had voted, of course, I didn't, not everyone um, answered, but of the people that voted, it was like 22% had come from TikTok, which was interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, twenty about twenty percent um, had come from a friend recommendation. So, like for example, Ella, like maybe you had said something about me on your stories, and they'd come over to my page. So for me, that that points that that tells me that relationship building is so important on social media. Yep. Um, and then reels was the reels explore page, which is such a new feature. That was at ten percent. You know, so posting on Reels for the last six weeks, 10% of my audience of the people that voted, of course, on my story said that they found me through that Reels feature. And so um, it's interesting. It's like you've, you've got to find those ways to attract the right people through the right methods. And then when they come to your page, what is that content? I like to call it like the evergreen content, mm-hmm. content that when they land on your page, do they – do they find it valuable and do they want to learn more from you? And it doesn't really matter what that pace is. It's just that when they land on your page, they go, this is someone that I want to follow. This is someone that I potentially might buy from in the future. And yeah, they they click that follow and then they watch your stories till forever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what you've been saying is you sell on stories and there's actually been quite a lot of statistics lately is that's where people are buying from. People aren't scrolling your feed and going, oh, I'm going to go purchase whatever it is that she has to offer, but they will watch stories to purchase. Yeah, because that's where it's like your – I like to think of it as your post is your cold audience. So, like, it's basically everyone that's following. But your Instagram story viewers, they are your loyal followers. Like, they are basically watching you 10, 20 times a day. So, they are, like, basically in your life, and they are getting to know you on that personal level all the time. And so I call them your warmer audience. And so your warmer audience already knows, likes, and trusts you. And so when you do have an offer 
on your Instagram stories, they are more receptive to buy because that trust has been built. Um, yes. And so, yeah, as a recommendation for any of the listeners is to always push people to your Instagram stories because that is where the magic happens. Yep. And then when they DM you, they are a hot hot lead <laughs> they are ready to buy they're like give me your links i need to book in right now it's funny because some of the people that i've been coaching in the last few weeks they don't reply to their dms or don't reply to their comments because they're like oh i don't want to be pushy and i'm like just just think of it like a real life conversation if somebody has asked you a question and you just don't respond that's rude yeah yeah and so like sales if we're going to talk about sales people don't really care about the product they want to know about like are they they want to feel cared for yeah they want to feel nurtured and so if you are able to yeah nurture them care for them in the dm then they want to buy from you a hundred percent exactly so definitely reply to all of your dms yes uh yeah reply are you how many um how like do you spend quite a time do you what am I trying to say like (laughs) spend quite a bit of time replying to dms Ella um I do in the mornings when I wake up and then I try to again in the evening and usually I might have it open on my computer as well oh that's smart yeah that's efficient it depends though like my others folder at the moment is quite full yeah just because I like I keep saying, I have just been a little bit slammed with work. Yeah. All the good things though, onboarding quite a few new clients um, and just working on like strategy stuff, which is quite time consuming. Yeah. And so you've got a VA, which is amazing. I Yes. She is actually incredible. Yeah. She's just been helping me with like scheduling my weekly newsletter, oh, just the, the little things that, Mm. Um, I guess will just help me with my time and setting up my workflows. I need one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's great because I have a few freebies on my website, but I didn't have them in any sort of workflow. Mm. And I knew that's something that I needed, but it's just not something that I had time to do. So do you mean like email workflows? Yeah. 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 So like they sign up to your website for the freebie and then they enter a bit of a email sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Smart cookie. <laughs> yeah. I knew that's something I had to do for ages, but it was just not yeah, not something I could get done in a hurry. And I used to how is the YouTube side? Mm, it's it's good. It's up and down. It's also like the things that I'm sticking to being consistent with at the moment are my podcast and my newsletter. Yeah. And then the YouTube videos are there and they've been recorded. They just need to be edited. Yeah. But by by somebody. Hello. (laughs) So good that you have your partner helps with that. (sighs) Yeah. No, we've, um, I don't know, the last few weeks, I guess we've been a little bit overworked, a bit tired. Yeah. And that's that's why we're going on holiday Mm. from the 15th of October. To Byron Bay. Yes. How exciting some sunshine I don't even know if I can leave Melbourne right now like I feel like you have to quarantine for like two weeks and then it's just yeah pain in the butt yeah you guys do you have to I think you have to stay in a hotel yeah we're not leaving anytime soon 
one of my good friends just moved from Melbourne to Tassie because she was done with it. Really? Moved, like, forever? Yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. Tassie, of all places. I know. <laughs> Hopefully you guys will be able to leave soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so I guess do you have any useful business resources that – young business owners or I guess at any stage of business that people would find useful? Yeah, my resources that I use, I mean, just like the tools that I use, like for example, Flowdesk. Do you use Flowdesk, Ella, or are you a different? I am on Kajabi. Oh, you're on Kajabi. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I use Flowdesk, which I find really easy to use. Um, I'm, I mean, I can, Canva is like one of the best resources I mean, it's not really a resource, but it's more of a tool. Um, I don't really have too many resources, to be honest. I'm not really sure. I read books, podcasts, things like yeah. that. Any books you're loving? I'm currently reading a book called Influence, and it's the psychology of persuasion. And mm. I and it really ties into social media and actually what, what makes people purchase things. So it's all about like um, – like social proof and the uh, the I can never say it properly the reciprocity of the law of reciprocity yeah. Yeah. Um, things like that which are yeah we don't we don't even realize but basically as humans we respond to things in an automatic way because of just the way that we've been primed so this book really goes deep into detail of how it all works I love it sounds good. Yeah, and I'm, I just ordered a book called The Psychology of Winning, which I'm, I uh, was recommended to read. And, I yeah, I love just mindset books, anything that's really going to help, um, yeah, overcome fear and, and feel really good yeah. for yourself. Have you read The Alter Ego Effect? No. What's it about? That's a really good one for, I guess, if you are afraid to do something or if you feel like, for example, if you're not closing that sale, if you're really good at conversation mm-hmm. and then you keep missing the deal because you're too afraid to talk about the dollars or you're afraid to close that sale, the alter ego effect, he is a coach and he tells he teaches people how they can step into a different persona, a different side of themselves in order to do the things that they might be afraid to do. That's epic. Yeah, it's oh, really, really good. Okay. That, that's going to be on the, the reading list. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. That's amazing. What other topics do you read? Because I'm a massive book fan. I love books. Right now I'm reading Essentialism, which okay. I also love. Um, I, I think most of my books are to do with business mindset as well. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Essentialism, he talks about making decisions and how to find out what is essential in your life and what is not, but also in terms of business and how saying yes to everything is really detrimental to you. Mm. Um, Also about how much stuff you should carry around with you. Um, And he, he just talks about this from so many different perspectives about actually like the physical things that you have, but also (laughs) mentally because you only have so much room in your head for certain things at one time. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Kind of reminds me of it's it's a little bit different, but like the atom. Have you read Atomic Habits? I literally have that open in front of me right now. <laughs> Do you? Yes. That book. You've got to read it like five times to be honest, because there's yeah. so much 
um, like just the content in there is so good and it really gets you thinking about how a habit is formed and yeah. how to stick to habits and um, the systems that you have to make, like you have to put in place to ensure that your habits are done. So, yeah, some great yeah. books there. That one's definitely next. And the other one I have is Never Lose a Customer Again. So Ooh. that's going to be next. Oh, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to. Sounds good, right? <laughs> books, honestly, they are, they're so underrated. And something yeah. that I have to consistently help clients with is that personal development side of it. Yeah. Like if you're a business owner, like you should be investing into yourself into your mindset, into your mm-hmm. business skill set, sales skills. There's so many skills to learn rather than, you know, like we, sp- we all spend, I don't know, an hour plus a day on social media looking at what everyone else is doing, but we're actually not spending that time on building ourselves as a person. Um, and people wonder why, they, why they're struggling on social media. It's because they're not investing in themselves. Yeah, I, f- I feel like this year has been the year that I've fully invested in myself. Like I've been reading the books, I've been doing the mindset, I've been doing the like um, coaching sessions for myself. And I feel like you can see it, like the content that you're starting to share on social media, but like you're reposting Gary V quotes and like different, or do you? I'm pretty sure I saw a Gary V quote. Yeah. Yeah, the Jim Quick stuff, like it, it's a, yeah, it shows that you're really investing into yourself. So yeah, love it. My key word for this year was focus mm. and I just wanted to, I guess, train my brain and create those habits that make me more efficient. Yeah, because that's that's the foundation, like that's the backbone of a successful business mm. is, is all of this. And focus, I love it because it's um, the analogy, no, the it stands for focus on follow one course until successful. Love it. That's the acronym for focus. So good. Mm, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can we find you? Yeah, thank you again for um, allowing me to be on this. It's honestly such a pleasure. You can find me at Bree Designs with an underscore at the end on Instagram. Yay, and I will link you down below in the notes. But this has been an epic chat. If you do have any questions for me or for Brie, then feel free to get in touch, slide into our DMs. Otherwise, I'll chat with you guys in my next episode. Bye. See ya.